Hello, welcome to the Morotsko Method. My name is Adrienne Jezik, and here we get to talk about the things that make us vulnerable, our authentic selves, and growth through discomfort. Today I have a very special guest with me, Shells Daniels. I met Shells at Arco Santi during the Convergence Festival retreat. Arco Santi is a beautiful little um, self-sustaining community just north of Phoenix, Arizona. And the Convergence Retreat is a real nice meeting of the minds. If you guys have listened to this podcast before, you know that I've spoken about it at length. And it was a big anniversary for me. It was the one-year anniversary of me sharing my cold coaching practice. And it was also especially beautiful because I got to literally shout from the rooftops the benefits of cold water immersion because I was on the rooftop at the Sky Suite. So we were up a couple of flights of stairs and I got the most beautiful view in all of Arcosanti, which is just magic. That whole place, the people there, shout out to Tim Bell, um, Sean Paul, Lena, you guys are all so amazing. And, um, at one point in time, this beautiful vision of a person comes walking up the stairs. And at first, all I could see was pink and purple hair and a vibrant, shining, sparkling smile. And that is the day that I met Shells Daniels. Shells, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to have you here. Shells and I have been on a journey together. Her first ever cold plunge was at Convergence at Arco Santi, and it was a really powerful experience for her. Shells, will you share with me what led up to you going to Convergence? What made you decide the nice bath was the way to go that weekend? What got you in front of me that day? Well, randomly I was on Instagram, and my friend Alex he's a DJ his name's gentrification and he had posted that he was playing there and a lot of times I'll just drive him random places and be his kind of we'll put everything in my van and just go and so we went Friday night um and I've been to Arcasanti before I've been there for form and other things but convergence was a whole nother animal I literally felt like I was at home. Everybody was so welcoming, kind, and it was just like a sense of knowing from the universe that I was supposed to be here the rest of the weekend. And my plan was only to go there Friday, go back home, go to school. I had other plans that weekend, but I knew by like midnight, I was like, I'm coming back here. And then I heard that there was an ice bath experience and that just kind of like sealed the deal because I had been watching like um, the Iceman Hoff stuff and... I've been very curious about it because I'm really into the healing community and all of that. So I've heard the benefits, but I just never tried it. Um, And so literally like, you know, I drove back at like four in the morning. I got a couple hours of sleep and I literally had found out when the ice bath was. And I made sure that like I only got a couple hours of sleep. I took a shower and I drove all the way back up um, to Arcasanti from Phoenix the next morning. Um, and I literally just like parked my van and I walked straight up to the steps and I waited to, to see you. Um, I had no idea what to expect. I thought I was, I was like, Oh, this is, you know, this is going to be okay. Cause I have fashion color in my hair. So I'm used to like turning the water in the shower to cold, kind of letting that go down my back. And I do hot yoga. So I'm used to the breathing. I got this. Um, 
And so I was just, I just remember sitting on the steps and being so, so excited. And, but I couldn't really see anything. What was, I had no idea if like multiple people were going one time, if it was one person. I didn't even see you um, until, yeah, until I stood up and I got on, actually on the rooftop. And then I saw you had some color in your hair too. And then I saw your light as well. And I was like, oh, everything's going to be okay. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Wow. So it was almost like a calling from the universe. Like you had, you had dabbled in the cold water. You were starting to learn about the culture. And what was it about you and your life and your experience that said the cold is the answer? Well, I didn't know at first. Um, I mean, I guess there was sort of an internal knowing that I needed to try this because I'm always wanting to try new things and push myself. Um, like you say, growth through discomfort so I think that was a huge part of it. I'm experimenting all the time with different things. And so I knew that I could and I wanted to try it. But I really had, it was, I mean, I can honestly say it was nothing like I had expected, which is a good thing. So without telling us what it was, what did you expect? Um, I expected it to be pretty easy because unlike other people, I had, taken you know cold showers and so I thought I would just get in there and it would be kind of just a very calming experience it'd be pretty easy and then I would hop out and um, maybe my body would do some healing of some sort that's those were my expectations and then will you walk me through what it was so um it was one of the most defining moments of my life I can say for sure um, I remember getting in <clears throat> and just hyperventilating. I couldn't breathe and, you know, I'm used to controlling my breath. Um, and so it was like there was a switchboard that I couldn't tap into. I didn't know where was that, what was going on. The cold literally brought something out of me that it took me to a place that I had never been before. Um, I felt like I was, it was bringing traumas, emotional, physical, uh, mental just things to the surface for me and I was just having releases um, I remember thinking that you know they say that trauma can be stored in the body um, and I ma started making these whiny noises which was extremely embarrassing for me especially because there was a guy on the rooftop like videotaping and I was like oh my gosh this is gonna be recorded but I couldn't stop it and I never made these noises before I didn't know where it was coming from but I just I was just making them and I had some tears strolling down my face or rolling down my face and um, I didn't really know I didn't really know what was going on but I just knew that this was like release and this is happening this is what I needed to do but another thing I know is I know I would not have been able to do it without you um, having you there telling me that I could do it when in my head I'm thinking I can do this I gotta get out what is happening um, but having you there telling me you could do this, helping me breathe. Um, and the two minutes, I mean, obviously it seemed like it lasted forever. Um, and then I just remember at the end, you said, this is what cold feels like. And at that moment, my mind just kind of left, you know, all that emotion, everything that I was experiencing. And I went to that thought and I just, I was just there with the cold for a minute. And I was like, wow, this I've never felt this before. What does this sensation feel like? This is this is literally what cold 
feels like. And I remember just a very calming, surreal, kind of like an icing on the cake, just like sealed everything together moment for me. And then soon after that, you're like, all right, you can stand up. Your two minutes is over. And then I just remembered, I was like, oh my gosh, this experience. And I journal. I was like, I have to journal. Like there were just so many thoughts racing through my head of everything I had to do afterwards because it was so powerful. Is there anything you want to share with us, um, with me and our listeners today about what you processed after your cold plunge? Anything in particular that you're comfortable sharing? Yeah. So I shared a little bit because, you know, when I was making the noises and crying, I wasn't thinking too much about that in there. I was kind of in survival mode. So when I went back with my journal, I was thinking, like, what could that be? Like, what what was that feeling? Um, and that's when I really came to the realization that that was my body releasing trauma. Um, that, you know, I've done tons of the inner work and things like that, but this this got me to a deeper part that I wasn't able to reach that was, I feel like, released for me. Um, and so I definitely journal about that and then kind of just like letting all of that that negative energy just kind of like leave my body and being very grateful for that experience. And then also, um, I mean, literally after you get out of the ice bath, you don't have to wait an hour or a day or anything like that. You are feeling the effects. You are feeling great. So I was writing like everything I was feeling, like how I was empowered and how I had energy and I could think clearly. And it, it was literally like a reset button. Like I had been rebooted and, I mean, it was it was just one of the most amazing experiences. I felt like I was alive again, like I was really, really alive for the first time. You touched on a couple of things there that really stand out to me. One of them is the empowerment. After my first ice bath, and I've told you all this before, my first ice bath was nine seconds, but it was enough to change my life. When I stepped out and I had that feeling of empowerment, like I did that. I took an ice bath. I sat in 32, 33, 34 degree water. And again, my first ice bath was nine seconds. But when I got out, I, I had a feeling of empowerment that I had not had in a very, very long time. And it was a really genuine feeling of, of empowerment. And you talk about hitting a reset button. And there is a lot of validity to that because you do a full vagal nerve reset when you experience that, when you... When your fight or flight is inactivated and you breathe through that, along with the power of the cold and the way that releases norepinephrine and dopamine into the body, that is a reset. So you're smoothing over hardwired pathways of trauma. You're creating thousands of new ones from a place of meditative calm. So all of these things that you're talking about, you just experience naturally. There is actually information, scientific information to back up what those feelings were and why those were created within you through an ice bath experience. And how was it like a couple of days after? Like what was it like the next day or the next day? Like it, not too long after that, you reached out to me and you're like, I want to do this. Like I want to do this again. I need this more in my life. But what was it like after the plunge and before you contacted me? Um. So, even just that day, 
<laughs> the rest of the day, our Kassantuna was there. Every person I came in contact to, I was telling them about my experience and what had happened. And um, I mean, even that day, I felt so amazing all day. It was like I was my best self. I could think clearly. Um, I had the energy to do all the things that I wanted to do. It was like living was it was like it was meant to be. It was just so easy and effortless. And that stayed with me, um, especially the empowerment, um, which is huge. And I just remember thinking, like kind of, again, just an internal knowing that I need this. Like, you know, I did it one time, but there's so much more underneath this that I need to release or um, that I need to, that I just need to experience. And so it was just, it was a knowing that I had to reach out to you, that this wasn't the end, that that I needed this in my life. Wow. And um, I think it's very brave how you took it upon yourself to reach out to me. And I always encourage people to do this, especially after their first experience, because there's a lot to process. It's a big download when you go through your first ice bath, especially if you make it past two minutes, um, which you did. So I find it very brave when someone actually does take the time to reach out and say, hey, this had an impact on me. I want to do it again. And you did that. You took that brave step for yourself, for your own healing, for your own journey, which is very impressive to me. To me, that says that you're showing up. You're showing up for you in your life. You're taking action towards your health, towards your healing, towards building yourself in the ways that you want to become. So I find that to be really impressive and very brave and powerful. What was that like for you making that decision to say, hey, Adrian, <laughs> let's give this a try? I mean, I probably wasn't as proud of myself as you were. When I wasn't even thinking about that. But I, uh, I, I was proud of myself that I did it, you know, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I was a little fearful of doing it again because, you know, I went into the experience like, oh, this is going to, I'm going to be like so much better than everybody else because I had this experience and then there I'm making noises. So, um, I was, I definitely, there was a little bit of fear there, but then at the same time, like I was conquering that fear. So I was like, I've done it once. I can do it again. Um, but I mean, even to this day, still when I have an ice bath every time I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, but then every, every time, just like a workout, when they say you never regret a workout, it's like you never regret a nice bath. That's true. I think that's absolutely true. And, and there can be some hesitation, even for me, after two years of a practice, I can still have those moments where I'm like, mm, I don't need to do one today, you know, for whatever reason <laughs> I give myself and, and it's never a good reason. So whatever reason you're telling yourself not to get into the ice is typically the reason that you ought to get into the ice. So you reached out to me and we decided we were going to go on a journey. We we're going to go on a journey of healing and exploration and feedback, basically. You know, I wanted to know what your experience would be like going through a series of plunges and I wanted to know what your healing would be like. And so the very next time that you and I met, um, was it at my home or was it here in our new wellness space it was the wellness space the wellness space the only place I've ever done them. okay great and what was that like what was that like the first time that you came 
for a plunge that was not at Arcosanti. That was not Convergence. We were in a room, an, a transitioning room. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember it was it was different not being outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and my actual ice bath experience was different. Um, I was actually able to kind of tap into the switchboard that I was looking for before um, that I couldn't find. And I remember I was able to control my breath. I didn't, I wasn't doing the hyperventilating. Um, and I kind of knew what to expect more. And I did, to my standards, I felt like I did a little better. And so when I got out, I felt even more empowered because I had made such a huge difference from my first ice bath from my second. Um, but even when I was in the water, um, I wasn't having like the whimpering and I wasn't having the crying, but I was just really feeling the cold. I remember just really feeling the cold all over my body, my feet, my legs, and they kind of almost feel like icicles, like they were going to shatter. Um, but obviously they didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's just like the feeling that I had. And then I just remember I kind of repeated what you said to me. I was like, this is what cold feels like. Um, and then I remember getting out and I just felt again, just empowered once again, but in a totally different way because I had made such a huge difference from my first ice bath from my second and the fact that I just did it again in and of itself. And there were some things that were different in other ways about your first ice bath indoors because there was a different type of fear, right? So you sort of knew what to expect. And as a result of that, you wanted to hold my hand, which was fine. You know, this is a practice where we are practicing. I also had a rubber ducky that you were squeezing onto, you know, and we, we incorporate these, I incorporate these different things through the cold water immersion experience because I believe in a five point star of self care. I think it's important to engage with each of the senses, sound, sight, smell, taste, and touch. I think it's important to engage these senses. And I think sometimes people lean more towards the serious. So they want, you know, very ambient music and very calm atmosphere and muted lighting. And other people tend towards the whimsical. And I would say you are definitely a whimsical person, just even sitting here looking at you, the sparkle in your hair and, you know, the sparkles on your fingernails and the different colors. So it didn't surprise me that you lean towards the rubber ducky. Mm-hmm. And um, some people do that. And so we, you clutched it. You were clutching it. Like, you know, it's nice. It's squishy. It's got a little squeak. But also there's that feeling of holding on to something, right? And so you're holding my hand and you're holding the duck. And you feel as if you're grounded because you're holding on. And we went through a process. I think we were talking about it last night that um, I think you've done a total of about eight ice baths. That sounds accurate to me. Um, And yesterday's experience, and I would call that your eighth ice bath, yesterday's experience was your first ice bath where you did not hold a rubber duck and you did not hold my hand and you stepped in with full mindfulness, full intention, totally in control. And it wasn't your first inclination. Your first inclination was to decide that you were going to hold on 
to my hand until you are ready to let go. But that's not how life works. As a, We don't get to choose when things come in and out of our lives. And I think that that can be very difficult. I think that you and I have some similar experiences in life in that we have not always been surrounded by the strongest female mentors and role models. And so with that, and I'll speak for myself here, with that in the past for me came with a fear that women in my life that I opened up to and I leaned on for strength would at some point walk away and abandon me. It was inevitable. And you let go of that fear last night. You abandoned the fear of abandonment when you took control, did not hold my hand, and took over your own cold water immersion experience. So there was a lot of growth from that first day at Convergence and your first day in our wellness spa to yesterday. Do you want to share with me some of the changes that happened along the way to provide that strength for you at that time? Yeah, so yesterday was my favorite, obviously, (laughs) because I think I did the best probably. Um, But, uh, you know, I had this experience that I was supposed to have yesterday and, you know, my brain was like, you don't want to do this anymore. Why are you doing this? This is going to be your last ice bath. We're done. You're not putting your body through this anymore. No, it isn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was thinking, you know? And so I was like, all right, you know, I'm going to be with my inner child here and kind of like listen to myself, my body. And so I was thinking, you know, Agents always tell me, find the cold or find the calm in the cold. And I kept having issues doing that because I would just, I would just focus on like how hard it was to be in the water. And so I said, what is a good, what makes me feel relaxed? And I thought of hot yoga and savasana. And I was like, when I'm a savasana, I'm really relaxed. And I envisioned that and what that was like. And to me, in hot yoga, you're not supposed to actually close your eyes when you go into Savasana. You're supposed to stay present and look at the ceiling, but I always do anyways. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to close my eyes in this ice bath. And um, I'm going to really feel and be with myself. Um, And so when I came into your room, um, you know, I closed the door. And the first thing I said is, I was like, you know, I don't want you to like coddle me, but I want you to hold my hand. And I had this whole idea of how you were going to hold my hand and then I was going to let go when I wanted to let go. And then that was going to show my strength because I would be in control. And you just looked at me like, "Mm -hmm, okay, I'm I'm listening. (laughs) And then, um, and then you shared your words of wisdom to me and you're like, you can do this. You know, I said, no. Yeah. I said, no, that I would not hold your hand. Yep. Because you didn't need me to hold your hand. That was a false idea of what you were holding on to, right? What you were holding on to was a metaphor, a metaphor of abandonment, a metaphor of female mentors, a metaphor of what that meant when you were in control. And the truth of the matter is we are not in control. The only thing we can control is our breath and our response. And I told you that I would provide you love and nurturing, but I would not hold you and carry you through that. 
that you were on your own because you could be on your own. You had the strength to be on your own through that. What was that like when I told you no? Um, I think it was a little nicer than that, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, um, it, you know, I wasn't like mad or upset, but I was, I was a little shocked. I wasn't expecting that. I was kind of expecting to get my way maybe, (laughs) Um, but I was just like, all right, well, this is what she says. This is what I have to do. And so I just kind of went back to when I came into the room and I was like, I'm going to be with myself. I'm going to be here for me. Um, You know, I just recently went through a breakup, so those words kind of spoke to me that I have to show up for myself, be there for myself. I am all that I need. Um, And so I knew how to get into the water with intention, so I did that. Um, I got down to my shoulders, and I closed my eyes, and I could feel, um, I could feel my breath wanting to kind of get out of control, and I was able to tap in and be calm because I was in my calm place um and so I was able to tap into that and even throughout my two minutes of being in there I could feel the triggers coming up I could feel it wanting to come up and kind of like take me to that fearful place or um take away take that breathing from me that I had going on um but I just really stayed in connected to myself and my body and I was listening I was listening to the sound bowl I was listening to what was going on in my body and I remember my right ankle was hurting so bad. Um, but I was just there with the pain. I said, the cold goes where it needs to. It's showing me something. What is the cold going to show me? And I have. I've been having a lot of problems with my right ankle, being acupuncture and things like that. And so I just stayed there with it. And then I think what was also really powerful is I went to, instead of fear, I went to gratitude, which was a huge shift for me. So... I was like, thank you, cold, for showing me where it is in my body that I need to work on or, like, pay attention to. Thank you, cold, for trying to heal that for me. And the pain that I was feeling, I was grateful for it because I knew it was doing something good that I needed. And so I think being in my safe, calm place, switching from fear to gratitude, which was much higher frequency, I think all of that, I mean, solidified the ice bath for me. And I was just, I was literally just chilling in there (laughs) you were you were (laughs) I knew that you were like shocked I knew I could I my eyes were closed but I was like she's she's really impressed me right now I know it and uh you're like you can get out and so I was like oh all right sure I'll get out now and you know I mean I remember there's times when I've gone out and I've tried to do the power pose and I've been shaking and wobbling everywhere and crying and all this stuff and I was I was so calm and I was just standing there And I was like, yeah, I just did that. And you did ask for one thing that you wanted that I did acquiesce to. You said, I want to hear the sound bowl the whole time. Mm -hmm. You knew for you and for your sensory experience and the things that you react to, that if your eyes were closed and you could hear the rhythm of a singing bowl, that you would be grounded in a way and you would feel surrounded by the sound that gave you a focus but also it's a very healing sound. And I specifically used the bowl um, tied to the head chakra, the crown chakra, which was going to ground your mind and expand your thoughts and allow things to flow a little bit more freely for you. And so that's what I did. And I was impressed 
from from the minute you stepped into the water to the minute you stepped out and then even now sitting here reflecting on that experience i i like to say that i am a guide i am here to help you empower yourself i am here to guide you to a point where then you can take on your own healing and your own power and your own choices and propel yourself into your future. I don't want clients for life. I want to get you to a point where you are in charge and you take that on. And you did that yesterday. It was almost, it was almost like a graduation of sorts. You know, it was Mm -hmm. especially magical because we had a really wonderful birthday celebration. Happy belated birthday. Thank both, you. both of us January babies. Um, and so you had 10 very close people to you join you for a sensory experience. Um, only one of them had ever experienced my coaching mm-hmm. and, and this style of uh, cold water immersion. And so it felt like an, a culmination, a culmination of everything we had worked to to get to this point. And it was so hard for me to say no to holding your hand. That was so hard for me. And I knew how important it was. I knew it was important for you. I knew it was important for me. I knew it was important for you to gain from that experience and your draw from your own strength. And like I said, the minute you stepped into the cold and you sat down and you closed your eyes and started breathing, I was beaming with pride (laughs) for you and this experience and to see the ways that you have grown because you have grown and you are much more selective with your energy now, right? Mm -hmm. How would you describe the ways that you are now more selective with your energy and how you share that and the decisions that you make for your days? Um, Well, it's really something similar that I do when I'm in the ice bath is really going inside and listening um, to my intuition and my body and what's going on. Um, and so I would say that is, I've definitely grown with that. It's, it's, I feel like it's always going to be a work in progress for me or I'll constantly be kind of like loosening, um, some ends with that. If, I mean, it's really, it really just comes to really listening to what's going on with me, who I'm around, how they make me feel when I leave. Um, you know, am I drained? Do I have energy? And then also knowing that I need time to myself. And so, um, it's just the balance really just finding that balance constantly with, yeah. With your energy. Yeah. What are some of your other self-care practices? Like, what do you do other than the ice? What are you doing to fill yourself up? Um, one thing I would like to share that has dramatically changed my life is journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, I will say it's very challenging to do it every day. Um, I just try to keep my notebook with me as much as I can. That way I have an opportunity of downtime instead of going on my phone and playing around. I grab that. But the journal, and I had a lot of resistance to it because a lot of people, well, even myself, I was like, I don't know what to write. If I misspell a word, what if I sound stupid? What if somebody reads this one day? You know, it was just a lot of embarrassment and shame surrounding it. 
Um, and some days I don't even know what to write. So I'll just start writing about my day. And it could be, you know, maybe I'm writing about five sentences and I notice it's kind of negative. And, you know, I'm thinking, well, I don't want to, I don't want to be like this. And so I'll switch it around and I'll kind of go into gratitude. What journaling has done for me is it's helped me connect to my true self. Um, within the pages, when you're writing, there's something to the pen to the paper. It's not the same when you're typing. Um, but you, you connect to your true self. You get direction of where you need to go, what you need to do, what's not good for you. You can process things. You know, there's me and so many of my friends. You know, we can we can think about six different things at the same time. And that's a lot going on. You can't process those six different things and really pay attention to them. So whenever I'm journaling, you can really work things out that's going on in your head and you can get a clear vision. Um, and the other thing that journaling does is when you are connected to your true self through the pages and the pen, it'll tell you what your ego. It'll say, your ego is going to say this, this, and this, but you know that this is true. What I've started doing is even on journal entries, I put like a rainbow sticker on my good days. What I did at first is I would only go to my journal when things are really bad and, oh my gosh, my life, what am I going to do? But I realized that I need to put the positive ones in there too. That way, whenever I need encouragement or empowerment or anything like that, you know, you can tell me, oh, Shelly, you're amazing and you can do this, this, and this. But if I go back and I read it and I thought it at one time and it's in my own handwriting, I am more likely to believe those things. So I started putting little rainbow stickers on the good days and whenever... I am feeling a little down or I don't know, I don't have any direction. Um, I go back to those pages and I reread that. And I, I mean, it's, it's out of this world amazing just to be able to go back and know how connected I was to source at that time that I can have that again, that, that I really thought those things about myself. And yes, they are true. And instead of like having to build myself up to that point again, I pick up off like at that spot and I keep building so I've been telling everybody to journal all my friends um it's been life-changing and and also it's helped my creativity so um if anybody has any dreams or they're creative in any way um it's definitely escalated that I you know there's times when I write in my journal and I'm so proud of myself I'm like whoa this came from me this is amazing and Sometimes also when I don't know what to write, I just draw and I just doodle and then it becomes a meditation and then a thought comes in my head and then I just kind of write about that. So um, I've also, I'm starting to turn into quite the little artist, little doodle artist. Uh, but journaling, huge. Um, essential oils, you know, I just thought they smelled good at first and I was like, you know, let's give her these Glade air fresheners and let's use these essential oils. But man, they are so powerful. I have really bad allergies. You know, I'll use my nasal spray. I'll take allergy medicine. I'll do all this stuff. I put my eucalyptus, my rosemary, my peppermint in my essential oil, oil diffuser. diffuser. And within like two minutes, I'm calm. I don't have any issues. I can breathe. Um, so I swear by essential oils, hot yoga, any back pain. I had back pain so bad that I would have to literally roll out of my bed and fall onto the ground like a burrito um, in order to get out of bed because I couldn't. And, you know, I was on pills, chiropractor, acupuncture, doing all these things, and I did hot yoga, and it's changed my life. Um, if I don't go for two weeks, my back starts to ache, I go to yoga, it goes away. 
and um, that's not just for me. I've helped a lot of people that way. So those are my three main ones. You know, also I'm sure a lot of people know, I'm sure you know, nature. Nature is just very healing. So getting out there, hiking, just being alone, the quiet, and then music. Mm-hmm. That's one reason with the sound bowl um, that I knew I needed that because, like, I've never seen anything or experienced anything the way that music makes me feel. And, you know, when I was thinking about the calm and what I love and what would make me comfortable in the ice, in the cold, music. And you have the sound bowl right there. So I knew at that moment that I need the sound bowl the entire time I'm in the ice bath from now on. Um, but those are those are probably my main my main self-care things that that's, I do. That's really powerful. And I have something to share with you. I've actually been waiting for this podcast to tell you. Uh-oh. <laughs> you inspired me to take up journaling. What? So when I was very young, I wrote all the time. Poetry, stories, letters, thank you cards. Anything that I could do to write, I would write. And I was very much a pen to paper type of writer and when I was young maybe about eight or nine maybe ten I don't remember the exact age I just remember I was very young I used to keep a diary I had one of those little locking keys that's not really a lock like you just kind of pick it with a hairpin or break it open and I went to visit my mom for a weekend and this is not a bad mom story um I have a great relationship with my mom now but at the time I very rarely saw my mom And my mom had no idea who I was or what I was going through. And I'm not making excuses. But my mom read my diary. Mm -hmm. And she didn't just read my diary. She shamed me for the things that I had shared in there. And she yelled at me and she screamed at me for the thoughts that I was having and for the ways that I perceived certain things. And at that moment, I stopped writing. I would still do thank you cards. I'm a huge believer in thank you cards. To this day, I have a box of stationery that I use and I mail out thank you cards. But I had stopped writing. I had stopped doing any type of journaling. And when you were sharing with me after your first ice bath, and then like I think your first couple of visits, we would even sit in the atrium and you would just take some time for yourself or you would tell me, I'm going to go journal for the day. Like I'm just going to go digest and process this so that that was that was huge for me when you would talk about the ways that you could basically make sense of the downloads you were receiving because you were putting pen to paper and then you would just write and write and write and you tell me this that you would write and write and write and write for hours not even knowing what you wrote and you would have to go back and then reflect on what it was you wrote so you could even understand where your head was at at the time that was really powerful for me to hear and I thought it's time it's time for me to pick up a pen again and process my thoughts and my emotions in a way that's not talking to my husband or my therapist or my best friend or even random people on the street because I love to do that Um, it was time for me to have conversations with myself that no one else was privy to and I just did it one day I just picked up a notebook and started doing it. And it was, it was less than a month ago when I was inspired by you. And my, I shared with my husband. I said, I'm journaling. Like, da 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 And I shared with him why I had stopped. And 
you know, why I picked it back up and all these different things and your influence and the things that you had shared. And then he was also part of a mastermind, the Fit for Service Fellowship with Aubrey Marcus of the Onnit Empire, where many of these people that even I know, they don't go anywhere without their journal. Like you said, like you just bring it with you everywhere. And he said to me, he said, Adrian, it's literally right there, right next to us. Mine's right upstairs. <laughs> ah! And he said, Adrian, what kind of notebook are you writing? And I was like, oh, just like one of those random engineering journal, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you need a nice journal. You need like a book that speaks to you, a book that has power when you hold it and when you touch it and when you're putting pen to paper that you feel that power. And after this conversation, we went to the bookstore and I selected a journal a beautiful leather bound smells like a horse saddle has a fun little oh clip gosh. on it like I'm only writing in it in purple because oh, that is my bless. life's blood <laughs> <laughs> and since I've started doing that and I don't do it every day but the power of processing my downloads has increased exponentially um, and I there's there's so much more I want to tell you about this, but but I will wrap I will wrap up this portion just to tell you I'm getting a little misty eyed. Since taking that on as a self care practice, since since following your lead and the ways that you've taught me to take journaling on as a self care practice, I am able to make sense of the things going on in my mind that I've not been able to in other ways and I'm able to go back to that and excuse me it's not always roses and it's not always struggles but to reflect on both of those things and to also be able to look back and see how many days, like you said, I can even start with the difficult and the hard. And I and I read that and I'm instantly put in a place of, and I have gratitude. It's not, oh, I went through this difficult thing, but I should be grateful for all this. No, 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 no. This is difficult and I am grateful. I am grateful for the experience. I'm grateful for the pain. I am now holding space in my life for shame and for guilt and for defensiveness and for fear and listening to the message that has. And I think that message comes through in us physically as well. It's like you were talking about the pain in your ankle. And I truly believe the cold has a way of finding the healing that needs to be done. It's not always physical. It's sometimes emotional, sometimes mental. But the journaling has helped me process that in a way that I had not been able to do before. It's put me in touch with myself in a new way. And I thank you for that. I thank you for being open about your process. I thank you for sharing your experience with me. And you never once said, are you doing this? You need to do this. Blah, 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 blah. You just shared with me your experience. And based on that, I have now been reacquainted with my love of writing and sharing with myself myself I don't care if somebody picks it up and reads it and gets offended or is concerned or whatever if you if you open my journal and you read those pages 
your reaction is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. I have nothing to be ashamed of. I have nothing to feel guilt for. You have no idea how happy it makes me. Or it's just to hear all of this. I mean, just that you, I can't imagine being shamed so badly about it. And then, you know, and then opening up to doing it. I mean, just doing it in and of itself is really hard. So that's so amazing. And, you know, the frequency it's okay. It doesn't matter. Like when I first did it, I would go two months and I would not have my journal and then I would write again. I, I always felt better every single time. Um, and it's crazy how we learn, like, like you said, like I wasn't pressuring you, asking you about it. I was just talking about my experience and how in the healing world, whenever we, we don't have to convince everybody to do things. We just have to lead by example. Just do you people will watch they'll see your transformation and if they want to try it they'll try it it's part of just like letting go um but yeah you know for the journaling what I had to do is I knew I wanted to do it more because mm -hmm. every time I did I would feel reconnected to myself and when I didn't I felt a little lost like journaling to me helps me get to my inner child their conversations with yourself exactly mm -hmm. and so at um, at the end of last year, I decided for one month that I was going to try to journal every day. Obviously, I did not do that. <laughs> That's okay. No shame. <laughs> yeah, no shame. And I was really nice to myself about it. You know, I was like, anything's better than what I had been doing. And I ended up, you know, I would write how many days I'd done it and everything. And when I looked back, I did about half of the days. But it it was progress and it set me up. And now... I'm probably doing probably 20 days in a month, which is more. I mean, I want to do it every day, and I know my self-care practice, I need to set something up in the morning. That's my morning ritual, and it needs to be a part of it. But just just like you are to yourself, just giving yourself credit, knowing you're doing the best you can, and just working towards it. Yeah, I, I did it this morning because I got here um, probably about quarter to 7 or 7 a.m. I got here really early this morning, and I had a nice, quiet time of reflection and I find too that my favorite is like after a day where I'm coaching a lot to go to nature and write mm -hmm. like the other day I had a, a big heavy day of coaching and I went and sat in the park and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and it takes a lot out of me to coach people through a trauma response and and carry them through with the breath and get them through the cold and so I discovered that by ending my coaching days with some journaling in nature fills me up in ways that I had not like it's another tool for my own healing belt another tool for me to put some of that energy back in that I put so much into other people mm -hmm. through that process and when I do heavy days of coaching, I try to start with cold, hot, cold, and then end with cold, hot, cold immersion. Um, but but journaling is different. Journaling journaling puts me in touch with thoughts and allows me to basically spell things out, you know, that are sometimes really difficult to process and and sometimes things that I I don't want to share with other people. I definitely don't want to share my my clients' responses or mm -hmm. you know their journeys with anyone else. So I don't have another person like I, every therapist needs a therapist. <laughs> I mm -hmm. think, but with healers, like I don't, I still don't, I don't want to share those, these sacred 
these sacred times and these sacred experiences. So that has also helped me. And so thank you. I want to ask you a question. Do you feel like when you're journaling, you said, you know, you don't want to share it with this person or that person, but do you feel like you're kind of sharing it with your higher self when you're writing? Do you feel like that's kind of who you're talking to? Or who I do don't you know if I'm talking to my higher self, but I'm definitely talking to me. I'm definitely, it's definitely a conversation with the self. And I try not to chastise myself. I try to give myself as much empathy and compassion as possible because one thing I've learned specifically over this last year, January to January, is the way that I treat myself and speak to myself is the most powerful thing I can do. And so I love myself in a way that I never had. And I speak to myself in ways that I never have. So I try to carry that language through the journal, but I also, I also leave space. I leave space for the fear. I leave space for the defense. I leave space for me to have whatever the uncomfortable emotion is so that I can get to the deeper, higher reasoning and understanding. Um, and I want, and I want to talk about like essential oils too, because it's intention, right? So our olfactory senses are some of our strongest senses, which is part of why smell is incorporated in a full self-care fill-up. We don't have to know a lot about essential oils in order to create some good smell that makes us feel good, whether it's making ourselves some chicken soup or, you know, smelling some cinnamon in our tea or citrus. I just recently learned that smelling an orange can reduce stress by up to 70%, just smelling an orange. So I bought an orange at the grocery store the other day. And I got home and I was sniffing it and I immediately ate it, which was great. And I was like, well, shoot, if sniffing it gives me a 70% boost, you know, reduction in stress, then eating it's going to make me feel like a whole new person. And it totally did. (laughs) Grapefruit, does grapefruit count? Grapefruit, yeah. I mean, apparently the citruses are good, but orange specifically for stress. Grapefruit helps with like fatigue and grapefruit also helps with appetite. So like if you're hungry and you don't have a meal coming right away or if you're maybe you're fasting and that's difficult, you can sniff grapefruit to help you get over that craving and it helps bring alert and focus. And then lemon does something else. I don't remember specifically off the top of my head what lemon does, but each of the citruses does something slightly different. Okay. And I think that's really freaking cool. That's amazing. That is amazing. Um, so you were talking about your pain. You, you go through some ankle pain. You've been through some back pain. Have you noticed any difference in the pain that you have felt in your cold water immersion practice? Are you speaking to like when I'm in the water or when I'm out in the world? Has there any, has there been relief? Are you feeling any relief? Um, Just overall. I would say for me, because I would say for me, it's been more of a mental and emotional journey for me. Mm -hmm. My health really isn't that bad. You know, I do the yoga, so my back's okay. My foot's just bothered me. It's been doing that for a while. But I do feel like, especially yesterday when I was telling you I was in the ice, I feel like it is helping the inflammation and it's, it's doing, I can feel it. It's doing something down there when I'm in the ice. Mm-hmm. Because it's always focused there. Um, 
So I feel like it is helping, like I said, with the inflammation, probably circulation. I know you've mentioned that to me before. Um, and But for me, the ice baths have been really mentally and emotionally for me and feeling empowered. I mean, even just this last relationship I was in, I have never gone through a breakup and I mean, I was telling people there were times when I was, I was really sad. I was really depressed, but I was so empowered. There were days where I was so empowered. I was like, oh, everything's fine. My life's great, blah, blah, blah. And I've never had that in a breakup ever. I've never had, it, it's been, it's been so easy. Because um, you've been taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I also, I mean, you know, I'm in school right now, going full time, starting my second career and just like the focus and the believing in myself um, this is, I, I honestly don't even know how I would be able to do it without, without the ice bath and what it's given me. In and the I want to, I want to touch on that a little bit because like you said, this is second career and may I share your age? Sure. Okay. Yep. You're 36 and that can be really challenging. And we talked about that at one point that, you know, when you go back to school at our, at our age, basically, um, I'm 39. We'll just get it all out there. Um, you're around people who are a lot younger and their focus is different. And I think the more, the more you heal yourself, the more you can recognize in others, trauma, discord, and it's a balance in life to hold empathy and compassion for that. And for a while it was almost, you were almost feeling a little defeated, right? that you would go in and you were you were surrounded by these people who are not necessarily like-minded oh my gosh it was it was torture i mean i mean i was already stressed because i quit my corporate job and i was taking a huge risk by following my dreams and going to school being a full-time student being older i mean it helps that i look young so like they didn't think i was as old so I would fit in, but I could feel the difference because I had lots of trauma that I, I've gone through this healing journey. And I kind of remember even before I went to school, I knew, I knew it was going to be a little difficult that I was going to be around all these girls and everything. But I told myself, I was like, I'm going to be the light. I am a healer. I'm going to go there and I'm going to help. And, you know, I went there and at first I was trying to like give, give, give. And then I realized I had to let go and I just had to be all I needed to do. I didn't need to help them. I didn't need to fix them. All I needed to do was just be me, shine my light, do my inner work, focus on myself. And by doing that, they would see that and they could grow and I would create the energy that was there. So it was, it was very, very difficult. Um, and then even just believing in myself, learning something new, um, not really knowing what I was doing. Um, the ice baths just, they made me feel so empowered and it gave me the energy and the focus and everything to kind of power through that. And for the first time, it was last Saturday, we had a model workshop. So we bring a model in and we work on them and all of my other ones have been like filled with anxiety. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to ruin their hair. Am I going to do this right? And for the first time I was sitting there, I was blow drying, I was doing a blowout and Am I allowed to cuss on here? Yeah. I, I felt like a badass. I was like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm doing. I'm good. This is so much fun. I love her. I love my life. I love everybody. I just felt like everything had come together and I was exact, like exactly where I was supposed to be. This was it. And it felt so, it felt so good. 
Love and gratitude. Mm -hmm. So now when you go in in those environments and you don't have a connection to anyone else, you find a connection to the self. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you fill yourself with love and gratitude. And I think sometimes, and you've shared with me that you lean more towards the introverted side. It can be very difficult for people to be in rooms of unknown and rooms of other people and lots of other energies around. But when you focus your attention inward, you don't know what to do with all these other people in the room. You don't know what to say. You don't want to make a fool yourself or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I don't understand that because I'm a full extrovert. I could talk to a park bench. But (laughs) if you turn your attention inward and you focus on love and gratitude for the self, everything falls into place, even in a crowd, even in an uncomfortable situation. And you don't have to force yourself into any conversation or zone or whatever. Focus the love and the gratitude inward and magic happens. Yep. Focusing inward on the self and then letting go. Those are like two main things. And you touched on the introvert with the journaling. Um, so I've talked to you about like having kind of some social anxieties when I go places and I literally went to like a burner party Saturday night and I brought my book bag with my journal and my markers and all this stuff. And it's really good because I can, when I feel overwhelmed or nervous or anything, I just kind of find a little seat, get my journal out, get my markers and pens. And I just kind of do my little thing, reconnect to the self, ground myself again. And then when I feel like I want to go back out and have fun again, then I put everything away and I go back out there. Nobody's judging me. Um, I'm actually getting closer to myself. It's just, it's a win-win. It's been great. That's outstanding. Shals, I want to thank you for taking the time to share your experience with me and the listeners. I want to thank you for taking this time for yourself and going on this cold journey with me. Is there anything else that you want to say before we close? I would like to say that with the ice best, every day is going to be completely different, or at least it is for me. You know, the time before um, this last one that I had that was so amazing, the time before I was whining like a baby, I wanted to get out, and you're like, no, Shell, you can stay in here, you can do this, you've done it before. And then I got out, and then I was almost having an asthma attack, and then I almost fainted, <laughs> and I had to sit on the ground. So really what it, I would say is just, Accept it for what it is. Just kind of like let go. Just let go. What is the cold going to show me? What is the cold going to teach me? And just keep showing up. Not only for the ISFS, but for yourself. Just keep showing up. That's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. Thank you. Is there anywhere you would like people to reach out or contact you? Do you want to share any of your um, social media or contact information today? Yeah, it's fine. If anybody... um, wants to talk to me about the journaling, the ice bass, anything at all. Um, Instagram probably is the easiest. It's seashells. So it's S-E-E-S-H-E-L-L-L-S. Um, so it's three L's. And yeah, anybody can contact me, message me on there, and I'll respond to them if they they just need somebody to talk to or anything. Thank you. Thank you. I am happy to know you. I'm happy to have been on this journey with you. And I just want to remind you guys that you can find me on Instagram at Adrian underscore Jezik. You can find me at uh, on Instagram at Marotsko Forge. You can find me on Facebook at Adrian Jezik and our website www.marotskoforge.com. I want to thank you all and I want you to remember when you can master your breath through the cold, you can master your mind through your life.